Pastor Saxton Odom here, so thankful that you have decided to join in to Wine on the Church of God's podcast today. We pray that this sermon blesses you, encourages you, and draws you closer to God. God bless you today is our prayer as you listen. Bibles with me today and turn with me to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. Last week, of course, we talked about freedom, it being uh, July the 4th on a Sunday, and we honored all of our wonderful people uh, that have served, and everybody loved that, loved the table back there. Thank you, Sister Lynn, that helped out and got all that together. Y'all give Sister Lynn a hand for helping out in that and so many other things, and uh, we're thankful for that celebration last week. And as I preached on He Set Us Free... Uh, I got this week, and I had planned to preach something different. And um, in my in my preaching calendar, I have a preaching calendar of every message I've ever preached on Sunday. That way, I don't go back and preach the same thing over again. Amen. Unless the Lord wants me to. But I, in my preaching calendar, I had plans to preach something completely different. And this week, the Lord changed my plan to continue talking about freedom. And I know this message today has a purpose, and God has uh, has burdened me today with this message on walking in freedom. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. And if you're able today, one more time, can we stand for the reading of God's Word today? Galatians in the New Testament, chapter 5 and verse 1. Possibly a scripture you have heard before, maybe you've never heard it, but today this is the Word of the Lord for the people of God. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty or freedom by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Stand fast, therefore, with the, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with a yoke of bondage. And with the help of God's Spirit today, through the power of His Word, I want to talk to you on walking in freedom. If you're able today, will you stretch your hand toward heaven? Stretch one hand toward me and pray for me today as I pray for you. Father, I thank you, God, for your Word. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful opportunity to gather together as the people of God, to be nourished and nurtured, challenged and instructed, edified and exhorted, convicted, oh God, if it must be so, by your word today. And Lord, we pray for the Holy Ghost of God that only gives us the power to enable and experience those things. Lord, I pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to rest on me, to rest on my tongue, to rest on my mind, to rest on my eyes, O Lord, that I would preach the words of God and not the words of man, and that the words of God would pierce the heart that God created, and that, Lord, it would touch even to the dividing of soul and spirit asunder. And Lord, Lord, you would be exalted in our lives. God, I pray today that some who are having struggle and trouble walking in freedom after the word of God is preached today, they would be delivered from a yoke of bondage today, Lord. They would be delivered from a wrong mindset. They would be delivered from a hurt they can't get past and they would walk in freedom. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty name, we release the anointing of freedom today by the power of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah, you can be seated today. This week, uh, like I said, on Tuesday, I decided I was going to do better. Youth camp was over, and I was going to try to 
start my exercise routine back, walking about two miles a day. And so I went, normally we go down to the ballpark around here. They got a very nice track that's exactly a mile long. And uh, this week, however, I just wanted to go to the courthouse park there on Middleton or, or Summit. I can't remember which one. It's Summit, yeah. Summit Street. And uh, there, I, when I pulled up, I noticed that they still had all of the flags up. If you pass by, you understand what I was talking about when I say flags. They had flags everywhere. And so I was walking there at the courthouse park. I was listening to a minister that I enjoy listening to every week uh, to feed my own spirit. And I was listening to him walking around. The flags were up. You could feel free. Freedom in the air, so to speak. Looking at all these flags. Old Glory was flying. The Montgomery County Courthouse sat there in the view. The police station to the right, for those that took freedom a little bit too far, was sitting there. All that freedom funded was sitting there in this little area in which I was at. And while I was there walking, I was celebrating walking in freedom as an American. Just coming through July the 4th, thinking about all of the wonderful things we're blessed to be as Americans. And as I was walking there, the Spirit nudged my heart. And He didn't begin to talk to me audibly, but He began to talk to me inwardly. How many know what I'm talking about when the Lord begins to talk to you inwardly? And, and He began to tell me, I have funded freedom for my people too. And more than I want them to understand and walk in a national sense of freedom, I want them to understand and walk in the freedom I have provided on Calvary's cross. The Spirit of the Lord began to talk to me about how America, how Americans on July the 4th celebrated their patriotic freedom, and that is wonderful and should be celebrated. But at the same time as celebrating a physical freedom, many Americans still remain inwardly bound and inwardly under a yoke of bondage. Even Christian believers sometimes are bound. You see, I want to talk to you about a few different things this morning, but right out the gate, four things. Jesus has set us free from self and the slavery of sin. That's what I preached on last week. Number two, he set us free with purpose. Our freedom has a purpose. Galatians chapter 5, 13 and 14 says, you, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. What is the purpose of freedom, not to walk in sin, but to walk in service and in love. Does that sound familiar? It's on our sign out front. It's our mantra, serving God, loving others. That's what true freedom and walking in its power does, to stand solid and walk in the freedom that God has given. Number three, be aware that it is possible to lose the experience of freedom that Christ Jesus has funded. And number four, it is our responsibility, not God's, to continue to maintain and sustain our freedom and resist being enslaved again. It is our responsibility. We cannot rest upon God. God has provided everything that we ever need to walk in freedom through His Son, Jesus Christ, through the Word of God He has given, and through the power of the Spirit that dwells within us. And so it is not God's responsibility that I continue to walk in freedom. Here's the hard truth. 
truth. It's my responsibility and your responsibility to walk in freedom. Not God's. We cannot rest on God. God's waiting on us to continue walking in freedom. All of us have been given the responsibility of right choices. Everybody say right choices. And these right choices lead into and sustain our spiritual freedom. You see, to some, freedom in the Spirit is a burden. It's a burden because they continually think of all the things they shouldn't do or all the things they can't do that they want to do. And such people that are reminded of the burden of freedom, the Bible says, are resting in the law and not in the Spirit. The law is a burden because it's the burden burden of sin but grace and peace through Jesus Christ walking in freedom hallelujah is a blessing because it is what Jesus Christ has provided through you and I freedom should never be a burden in God's spirit it should be a blessing when we walk in it through the power of the spirit by the blood of Jesus Christ and so if you're having trouble walking in freedom and it's a burden to you and you continually slip up and it's a burden to try to live right and try to stay free from sin, it's because you're living out of the law and not living out of grace and mercy through what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary for you and I. Romans 8 and 1, I think I referenced it last week in the message on He Set Us Free. says, There is now, therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus for the law of the Spirit has set us free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. What is it talking about? It's talking about the Old Testament law that showed us our sin, that showed us our carnality, that showed us our wickedness. We can never live up to that. And so the Spirit of God, hallelujah, through the blood of Jesus Christ has set us free from the law. And if you're living with freedom as a burden, you're living in the law. But if you're living with freedom as a blessing, you're living in the Spirit. Life in the Spirit. So a couple of things, three points I want to point to, to today. That was just my introduction, amen. A couple of things I want to talk to you today about how do we walk in freedom. Number one, we remember the heroes of our heritage. Everybody say the heroes of our heritage. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The heroes of our heritage. Lately, I have been reminded of Hebrews chapter 11, really since I preached the Father's Day message on being a hero of the home and talked about how you can be a hero of your home. It wasn't just for dads, it was for parents in general and talked about the heroes, a couple of them that we find in Hebrews chapter 11. In Hebrews chapter 11, you can go through there and find the heroes of the faith, the hall of faith that is listed, but also it adds all of the heroes that have passed on by faith in Jesus Christ into eternity. And here Paul describes 
freedom, not as a walk, but as a race. Paul says it's not necessarily a walk in his mind's view, but it's a race where we are the runners, that we've been handed the baton by the next generation and they by the generation after them that have gone on to glory. And it is our responsibility to raise the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ and to walk in newness of fullness of life under that banner that Jesus Christ has given us until we too win our race and pass the baton on to the next generation. Those that have gone on before us and gone on to glory, they are heroes. Your mothers and your fathers that have gone on to glory are heroes. Brother Paul, your dad that we just uh, remembered because of faith in Christ is a hero. Those of you that, that have family members, brothers and sisters that have gone on before you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says because of their faith in Him alone that they are a hero in the faith. They are heroes of our heritage. But when we remember the heroes of our heritage, we also remember the weights that some of them carry. Weight is described as the cares of life, lust for things, a habit that you cannot break, a hurt that you cannot get over, a cycle that you cannot get past in your life, a hang-up that you cannot get around. We are reminded of weights that all of these people have carried, the weights that even the great people in Hebrews chapter 11 carry, but not just the weight. Paul goes on to say the sin. Everybody say sin. Not sins, but the sin. See here, Paul was alluding that there is a sin, a snare, that each one of the heroes of the faith, including you and me and those who have gone before us, contemptually battled time and time and time again. And we continue to war against that sin. We continue to come up against that sin. We continue to be tempted with that sin. And sometimes we'll fall into other sins, but it's that one thing. It's that thorn in the flesh that we cannot get past, that we need the grace of God that is sufficient to continue walking in the freedom that God has delivered and handed into our hands. And so I want to ask you today, what is your sin? All of us have one. What is your sin that continues to keep you from walking in the fullness of freedom that God has established along the way of eternal life? When you look back at Hebrews chapter 11, it lists great people like Noah, like Abraham, Sarah, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, and on and on and on. And it, we think of all the great things they've done. You see, I, I think when we remember the heroes of our heritage, a lot of times we remember the people in the Bible as, man, they must have been something for God. But when you begin to discover who they really were, Noah, he was a good man for God and did great things for God, but Noah also got drunk. Noah planted a vineyard after the ark landed on the mountain. 
He planted a vineyard and then drank from the very thing that he had planted and was drunk. And his son, one of his sons, was cursed because of his drunkenness and his lapse of living rightly before God in a moment of weakness. Abraham was a liar. He lied about Sarah on multiple occasions being his his sister and not his wife. Abraham was a liar. He was a deceiver. Sarah was a doubter. Jacob was a cheater and a liar. Joseph was a bragger. Moses got angry on multiple occasions, killed an Egyptian man, got angry, struck a rock out of fury and angry. Moses had a problem with anger. Rahab was a harlot. All of these people that were listed in Hebrews chapter 11 that we think of as heroes of our heritage had a sin. They had a sin that continued to be an obstacle, a barricade, a hindrance in their walk of freedom that they had to overcome. And if Abraham had to overcome it, and Noah had to overcome it, and Moses had to overcome it, then God has given you and me the grace and the power and the strength to overcome it too, hallelujah, through the same medium and through the same method, not by our might, not by our power but by the spirit of the Lord we can walk in freedom hallelujah you see it it resurfaced multiple times in their lives until they continued to deal with it in perseverance which leads me to my next point and that is freedom is a fight walking in freedom is a fight It's not for the faint of heart in Christ. It is for the warrior. And if you are not a warrior when you get saved, friend, you're going to become a warrior because you're going to understand and know that this thing called Christianity, this thing called being a follower of Jesus Christ is a fight. It's a fight against your own flesh. It's a fight against the world around you. And it's a fight against the devil and his demons who continually prick and plague at you with the things of this world and the things of this life. There is pain in persevering. Using the analogy that Paul used of the runner that runs the race, he said that you've got to persevere. You've got to keep on going. But if you've ever ran, how many runners are in the house? Not now, when you were teenagers. Trey, where you at, bud? This morning, they told me out in the foyer, they said, Trace said, uh, I got up at 6 o'clock and ran today. And I looked at him and I said, who was chasing you? In other words, why are you running? But you remember that when you were a teenager, possibly on up into the 20s, you ran and, and maybe you were a part of track. Sister Lacey, she's back there in the sound booth helping this morning. She was a cross-country track person in her high school, so she ran uh, through all kind of terrains and different parts of the country. And a runner will tell you that you've got to have one thing to keep running. You've got to have a spirit of perseverance. 
But about the time that you get to running and your body really becomes to get fatigued and you begin to get tired and you begin to get weary and your lungs are continually breathing fast, what begins to happen is pain signals begin to course through your body. Neurons in your body are shooting up to the brain with pain from the legs, from the arms, from moving, from the lungs, from breathing. And your brain is telling you, it's hurting, stop. It's hurting, stop running. It's hurting your body give up and walk. But the Bible tells us even though there is pain in persevering, persevere and bear the pain we must. I hate to use this saying, but it's true for the Christian walk as well. Sometimes when there is no pain, there is no gain. And if we are going through life under not enduring any pain as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, it could be because we are neutral in our journey with the Lord we're neutral in our walk of freedom and whenever you're stopped you're a great target for the devil to snatch backwards and so if you're not enduring any pain maybe it's because you're making no gain there's pain in persevering And whenever you persevere for Jesus Christ when you continue to walk in freedom and lay aside weights the cares of life again weights are not sin Weights are things that will hold you back from advancing in the manner in which you ought to. But weights, here's a a different spin on it, weights can also mature you. Weights can hold you back, but weights can mature you as well. Runners will put weights on their legs while they run and on their arms while they run to build stamina and to build muscle. So here's a wonderful reality about God. The very thing that the devil has attached to you that he said, oh, I'm going to get them to slow down with this one. God looks at it and he says, no, devil, you don't understand. I'm maturing their character with that weight. Hallelujah. I'm building their faith with that weight. They're becoming an overcomer through that weight. The very fire that the Hebrew boys were throwing thrown into. God did not mean it to kill them. God meant it to set them free. Their bonds were loosed in the fire and your bonds may be loosed in the weight that the enemy thinks I'm going to attach this to their life. I'm going to give them this tribulation and they're going to fall under it. But then God takes it and he turns it around on the devil and he gets the glory for what the devil meant for evil. Only God. Only God. What is the weight? What is the sin? And the question is, are you going to continue persevering? You see, we have to understand that our most antagonistic opponent in the walk of freedom or in the run that Paul's describing here in Hebrews is the opponent of weariness. Everybody say weariness. Weariness is something we wrestle with. All of us wrestle with weariness. The runner here wrestled with weariness. You and I will wrestle in our walk of freedom with weariness. In the walk of Jesus Christ, we have the same pattern that emerges in our world today. The very reason we know of so many people we possibly grew up with or possibly we were a little bit older then, but know that one day, maybe 15, 20 years ago, they were involved in the things of God, were faithful attenders of church. But nowadays, they do not and are not involved in the things of God nor attenders of church is because they've become weary in well-doing. 
They've become weary in the walk of freedom. They've become weary in the run of the race of faith. Weariness is something we all wrestle with. It is our most antagonistic opponent. But you and I do not need to quit. Look at your neighbor and say, don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. You know why? Because the weariness that you are going through right now, they probably have faced before or will face in the future. And the very fact that we're all in the same building today or those that can't be here or watching by live stream or whatever the case is and we're running on the race of faith, the very fact that we're still on the playing field is a fact that we have not quit. Hallelujah. Come on, give Jesus a hand that He's helped you not to quit. He's helped you to wrestle with weariness. He's helped you to wrestle through the pain of persevering and you're still here today. Though you could have thrown in the towel. Though you could have given up. Though you could have said, Lord, I'm tired. I'm tired of the fight. I'm tired of trying to do this. I'm tired. I'm tired of the devil. I'm giving up in a lapse of weariness. You didn't. You're still here. Hallelujah. And the word of the Lord for you today is don't give up tomorrow. Don't give up the next day. Don't give up the next day. As, as Sister Laverne referenced in Sunday school, you've got more to go to heaven for than you had yesterday. Hallelujah. Freedom is a fight. Put on the whole armor of God and fight against the devil. Persevere through the pain. Don't allow weariness to take hold of you. Don't give up. Don't yield again to sin. Don't be like the Egyptians who got into the wilderness and became weary and began to mumble and grumble and complain. They mumbled and grumbled and complained to Moses, but they were really doing it about God. See, anytime we mumble and grumble and complain, whether it's to our husband, spouse, sister, brothers, church member, Sunday school teacher, preacher, whatever, we're really mumbling and grumbling and complaining on God. Because God is the one who has given us the life we have now. So the question is, are you going to complain about what you're dealing with? Or are you going to look to God while you're going through it? Woo, I'm preaching right here. Can I stay here just a minute? I ain't getting no amens right there. Some of y'all know perpetual complainers. Mm, that's going into meddling. I'm going to keep preaching. We get... Struggling into weariness, and we begin to become like the Egyptians, and they begin to say, Well, in Egypt we had beds, in Egypt we had food. Yeah, we were slaves. But in Egypt, we have this, we have that or the other. And you see, it's because Egypt was still in their mind. Sin still controlled them in their walk of freedom to a degree. And God had to lead them, unfortunately, for 40 years in the wilderness, not to get them to the wilderness, but to get Egypt out of them. And the sooner you get Egypt out of you, the sooner you get that sin out of you, the sooner you'll be able to walk in the promise that God has given for you. Don't look back at Egypt because Egypt will hold you captive. You see, the truth was the Israelites were no longer slaves physically, but they were slaves spiritually. Egypt still held them in captivity, although they were miles away across the Dead Sea. And some of us, under the sound of my voice, some of us today watching are still held captive. Not because we are where we used to be, 
but because our mindset is still back there. Our mind is still back at that place, and we cannot get beside ourselves away from it. Our Sunday school lesson this morning in Jesus' prayer about suffering told us about the disciples and how when they came to the gates of the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible says that they were weary due to the lateness of the hour. And that stuck out to me along with this message because so many believers are falling to the wayside in 2021 and have fallen to the wayside in the past five to ten years because they've gotten weary due to the lateness of the hour. Don't grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, what's the Scripture say? You will reap if you faint not. Hallelujah. What a promise. And then lastly, rest in the reward. Everybody say rest. You see, freedom is a walk. Paul said it was a race. Whatever you want to call it. But it's a journey that requires action. It's something that requires your entire mind spirit and body to focus on day after day after day this is not just a sunday walk in the park this is not just a wednesday night midweek bible study walk in the park this is something we do monday through sunday every single day of our lives god wants us to walk in freedom but thank god there's going to come a day i don't have to walk you don't have to walk we don't have to run this race anymore but we get to rest hallelujah we get to rest in the reward of the fullness of future freedom understand this We experience spiritual freedom here to the degree that we want to. Again, I I cannot hammer this point home enough. God's already provided eternal freedom through Jesus Christ for us. So we're not waiting on God to walk in the fullness of freedom, Brother Avent. We're waiting on us. So wait on God no longer. Get yourself in line with the Word and the will of the Almighty Father and walk in the fullness now of freedom. But one day understand that when you get to heaven, you're going to be free as free can be. Like a bird from prison doors is what the song page 235, He Set Me Free says, we're going to fly away. And in that moment in time, there'll be no hindrances. There'll be no sin. There'll be no weight. There'll be nothing to toil for. There'll be nothing to work for. There'll be nothing to fast over. Hallelujah. There'll be nothing to worry about. Freedom will be there in fullness. But you've got to understand that until you get to that point in your life, until you get to that day of promotion, in other words, where you are promoted to the heavenly place above, you're never going to experience freedom until you get your life in line with the Word of God, walk in His fullness, and understand that one day you get to rest in the reward of full freedom. But you'll never see it. You'll never see it unless you strive for that day by remaining free in this day. You'll never see that place unless you strive for freedom. That day is coming 
but you've got to remain free today. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. No question about it. Paul said to Timothy at the end of his race, he said, I have run my race. I've fought my battle. In other words, I've given my life as a poured out drink offering before the Lord. Now henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness that the Lord, the faithful judge, will give to me on that day. But not only me, but all of those that love, what? His appearing. Are you in those that love His appearing today? Are you striving for that day? The only way you're going to get the crown of righteousness is to strive for that day. So you've got to walk in freedom today. You see, today I'm burdened with this message because so many of us are lost in the mode of once or twice a week religion. We're lost in the mode of walking in freedom while we're under the steeple. In fact, somebody that used to go to this church told me one time, they said, I wish I could just live at church because I don't feel in here what I feel out there. And now that I'm more mature in the Lord and myself, you know what I've understood is I love this place and there is freedom in this place for sure, but I can be in the pits of hell, literally, and feel the same freedom there that I feel in this place. Why? Because it's not dictated to me by a building. It's the Spirit in G of Jesus Christ in me that gives me the ability to walk in freedom. And so if you're somebody that says, I wish I could just live at church, yeah, all of us do. We wish we could live in a perpetual place of the presence of God. Thank God one day we will for all of eternity. But until then, God's Spirit is in you. Hallelujah. God's Spirit is with you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to walk ahead of you, behind you, beside you. He wants to live and breathe in you continually in the way of freedom. The Spirit wants to help you. He wants to break those habits, hurts, and hang-ups off of your life. Those weights, that sin, help you to overcome it so that you can grasp fully freedom. The Bible says, and that's what this song is singing, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You know what I know about this place, Brother Billy? I know where the Bible says where two or three are gathered together in my name. What does it say? There I am in the midst. Brother Avon, are you here in Jesus' name? So am I. Guess what? Jesus is here. Hallelujah. Brother Stan, are you here in Jesus' name? Sister Lynn, are you here in Jesus' name? Sister Linda, that's the only reason I come. Guess what? Jesus is here. Hallelujah. The Spirit is here. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Reach up and grab it today. It's not something you have to work for. It's here by the power of our resurrected Savior through His Spirit that lives within us. So I'm going to pray. And if you want to walk in freedom, you may be walking in freedom. Praise God, I am too. But listen, there are weights and there is sin that will try to throw us off the path. And if you say, Lord, I need help with this weight. 
Lord, I need help overcoming this sin. I want you to come to the altar today. Kneel or stand. Whatever your soul wants you to do. And just cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, help me persevere in this race of life. Help me walk in freedom. If you need prayer today, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that the power of the Spirit will break whatever bondage holds you. Whatever yoke of bondage you may be under. And that freedom will be your reward in Jesus' mighty name. I'm going to pray. And if you need prayer or just want to pray, I encourage you to come up to the front today. Kneel at this altar and cry your heart out to the Lord. Father, I thank you, God, from the people of God that are here. Lord, I thank you for the Word of God that's been preached. Lord, I thank you for the Spirit of God that I feel so powerfully in this place for the release of the burden that you've given me as a preacher, God. Lord, now, Spirit of God, do your work. Now, Spirit of God, move on hearts, move on lives. Instruct, strengthen, empower, oh God, feel, do whatever it is you want to do, Lord. Help us walk in freedom, Lord. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is true freedom. Lord, we release freedom in this house. We release freedom today in this house through Jesus Christ's holy name. We release freedom by the Spirit. If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you stream podcasts. To experience other sermons, watch us live, donate, and more visit us on facebook.com forward slash Winona C-O-G. Thank you for listening to the Winona Church of God podcast.